Hi and hello. Good morning, Albu Kirky. My name is Fred Slow. Alongside me, my partner in crime, Van Nunley. Oh, hey. Special day here in the studio for episode two of ABQ Central. Welcome back, everybody. Joining us today for the first time with what we hope to be a lot of times, a young time. We got a young blood in the studio, man. Open it up to the to the aspiring artist here in town, and by artist, I just mean guys who think radio is a career. That's yeah, we I, need to get the get the pulse of the younger generation here. Fred. We we do need it. Joining us, us is us a, old men. You a current UNM student, aspiring yeah, you're real old. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Vitale on the ones and twos. Uh, asp- the old man here. UNM student, aspiring radio personality, Hayden Armstrong. Hayden, you have joined us today. You have uh, you you got a little bit of a story here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a picture before you get into it. You you've interned here in town doing some sports talk on a. There, that shall not be named. You do a lot of stuff with uh, Lobo Athletics. You, uh, you're you're a Albuquerque guy. So if you would, just uh, say hi to the listeners out there and let them know what's going on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity for all of this. Um, you know, to quote uh, Steve Bomber this week, to, uh, you know, he, I'm pretty fired up to be here because it's pretty cool. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty excited to be here. This is a great opportunity for me. Yeah, just tell, uh, talking about myself, I'm a, you know, Albuquerque guy, like you said. Um, as far as sports go, I'm a huge I'm – a, I'm a pretty – I'm an epiphany of uh, – I'm the poster child of all uh, sports fans here in Albuquerque, Cowboys fan, Dodgers fan. Oh, my God. Oh, you know. front runner? Is that what you're saying? You're oh, yeah. Front runner? Oh, yeah. It's Notre Dame and the Lakers, too? No. <laughs> no, no, no. What? No, i got to support the Lobos. What is hotter – is it going to be Hayden's takes, or is it going to be the temperature in the studio uh, again, Mike Vitale? The air conditioner, I, I Mike. Understand the building here. This is they turn it off, and then it, you watch it'll kick in, and it's it'll be too late for you guys. The, who's the proverbial they in this situation? I yeah. believe it's the building management here. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna receive a strongly worded email <laughs> from my friend Karen. Well, we met the IT guy. We did not meet the AC guy. We <laughs> well, thanks much, to the pretty uh, much the same lately. Well, you know, thanks to the listening to the show from last week, I wore flip flop shorts and a t shirt. Okay, yeah, that's so, a quick I learner. Can, I can't. Me, uh, not prepared. so much. I'm in my sweatpants again, like a doofus. Dead. Yeah, you'll be able to do that in December too. Wear the same attire. That's good to know. So Hayden's here with us now. He uh, he's going to join us periodically because he's got a strong passion for. Uh, he likes he likes uh, cage sports, right, Hayden? You like the yeah. cage, you like the violent ones. You like uh, obviously the baseball. We talked about right here, basketball guy. Uh, we walked in. We walked in the studio this morning, me and Hayden, because mm-hmm. we carpooled. We carpooled, and as we walked in, there's a there's a lot of promotional stuff here in the studio, right? There's there's posters and there's to dos or whatever, and there's a signed autographed uh, Lobo on the wall. Yeah, and and I'm not a New Mexico guy. I'm not a UNM guy, right? I I for years thought Mike Bibby went here. Like that's how <laughs> that's how little I know. Did he not? He apparently did not. Yeah. Which I think that might be why you need me. Yeah, I mean, the picture you're talking about is a signed Reuben Douglas poster or a picture, and uh, start running the stat lines to the, me on our Reuben. He's a late, late, What'd you say? Leading. He, he was leading scorer back, I believe, his senior year. Um, leading scorer in the nation. What was but, a PPG that year, Hayden? What was that? What was a PPG? Yeah, great question. Year. How many points per game? I believe he had twenty. No, that can't be. Hey, there's not I, enough time near, in college it was basketball. Near thirty. Near yeah. thirty. Whoa. Thank you. Hey, well, Thank I would. You. I would say twenty-eight is within one basket of thirty. And just to make you guys feel old, I was uh, five when that when he played. So uh, that's enough <laughs> out of you, sport. Yeah, <laughs> you did good there, kid. Yeah. Was he? You, here's what I remember mostly about sports from like twenty years ago is how differently the apparel is than what it was. 
Like, cause I'm looking at this picture right now. He's, those are like Rawlings shorts. Those are like, you don't know, you don't even know what brand this is. And it's, it's, it's Ru- not like today. Russell Athletic. Is it Russell Athletic? Yeah. Russell. And it's, oh yeah. No, you got the, uh, you got, you got the, the, Jordan you got the, uh, the too, shorts right? that are down to, uh, you know, your ankles. Yeah. The, it's too much there. It's a parachute. It's a parachute. So the, the times they are changing because they're changing. That's why we brought in the young blood, Hayden Armstrong. Hayden, you got a little bit of a presence on social media. You do some stuff or you're plugged into that world pretty solid. Yes. Oh yes. I love social media. Love, uh, more than I should. Um, but you know, it just comes with, uh, being my age and, uh, the era I grew up in, Spe- but, uh, speaking of your age, Hayden, take one step back for a second as I talk to V in here. Mm-hmm. Hey buddy. Can you imagine being a high schooler, an 18 year old, a 19 year old, a 20 year old, a 21 year old? Well, Fred, I have a vivid imagination, so I can't imagine that. I can't remember it though. Thinking back to the way you used to be coming up with the presence of social media that young Hayden had to face growing up. Can you, like, the attention and the ridicule, camera phones everywhere. For my behavior in those years, I would be put on blast on social media. Hayden, how old were you when you were in your first group text? Oh, gosh. Um, I was probably in eighth grade. Right. Eighth yeah. grade? When yeah. was your first iPhone? Great question. First also. iPhone was probably freshman year of high school maybe sophomore year of high i didn't handle that kind of power there's no way i had a blackberry for a little bit in uh in high school okay, okay. so you're not yeah. the thanks for saying easy. blackberry i feel a yeah. little bit better you right yeah at first we were concerned yeah. and then but that's the point i'm trying to get to is whenever i came up i think myspace had just started at the end of my high school life i think i might have had one my senior year maybe and i don't think i did and and the point of that is like it's a different world now right because you can't B, and we're going to talk a little bit about John Jones, obviously, because that happened after our program last week, and we're going to talk about some pro athletes out there that, that kind of get these reputations and caught up. But, like, the the uh, kids these days, right? I'm old man slow. There's, there's a different world out there where you just have so much accountability all the time and you have to be on. Like, Hayden, do you ever feel like you're in a relaxed state? Do you ever feel like you can take your guard down? Absolutely not. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that nuts? That's the craziest thing to me. Because I'm, I'm 34 years old, and, and at 34, I feel like I've spent at least the first two-thirds of my life just in complete anonymity. I felt like, like no one knew, no one cared, but now if I'm not telling everyone how successful and great I am, um, well, then I'm not doing it right, right? Because I'm not keeping up with the guy next door. I'm not keeping up with the kid that came up with me, but I actually know that kid, and I know he's not doing as good as he's putting it out there. I know he's mm-hmm. not. So is that a pressure too, Hayden, in, in your young age? Is it? Are you trying to keep up constantly with the Joneses, and do you even know what that expression means? Uh, I actually do. I had, I had it explained a few years ago. Keeping up um, with the John Bones Joneses? Yeah. Ooh. That's a high bar. Yeah, so, uh, no, you, you do feel a little bit of pressure, and uh, social media, I think one of the biggest things is you almost have to promote yourself constantly to make yourself seem look uh, you know the way you want your what you want yourself to be presented. Painting a picture. Yes, I just I get the impact, but I, I think I only focus on the negative, maybe because I'm like so destructive. I think there's got to be like a positive. There are Instagram models that make four hundred million dollars a year. That's a fake number uh, for literally just like oiling up their bums, right? Mm-hmm. So like, what do you like? How do you how do you find that perfect balance where it's like, yeah, I don't necessarily have to have a job, <laughs> but also I can't live like like a single moment um in private like i that that just is crazy to me so so it's that kind of stuff that's the stuff we're going to relate with with hayden when he's here in the studio and 
and we're going to make sure we're connecting with him on uh on not just the the stories of the country and the world but but what's going on with UNM athletics anything big are you excited for the fall at all are you excited for football are you excited for basketball oh yeah no I'm, I'm especially excited for October big big baseball guy you know lo- the best playoffs in any sport oh yeah yeah, by far. And, we're, and speaking Best of the playoffs, you have to talk about the standings. And, and it's tough to talk about the standings. We're not talking about the uh, National League Central first place St. Louis Cardinals as they oh, overtook the surprise, Houston. Surprise. Overtook the Houston surprise. Astros last night. It's not a brag, guys. This is factual. <laughs> a brag would be if I was telling you how they did it and how tremendous that. Well, I'll do that too. So Paul Goldschmidt last night homers for what, like the fifth game in a row or something? Everyone is homering for the fifth game in a row right now. A lot of bombs. I, you see my boy Mookie Betts last night? Three home runs? Not, really? rela- not related to this at all cardinals overtake the cubs at the uh, 56 and 47 record but it's mostly beating your houston astros van that i want to focus on well thanks a lot that's what i needed first thing in the morning haven't even had a bite of my burrito yet and you're already berating my beloved astros thank where, you where did we get breakfast from this morning uh this is from java joe's java joe's as recommended by uh rw wr wr last wr last week so proud of wr for learning how to yelp things so he Pretty came cool. through for us and we're java joe here in the studio Got a big thumbs up from Vital back there. He likes his burrito and coffee. He, uh, when you brought him the burrito and coffee, it was like watching a kid light up on Christmas. I know. He said, uh, he, 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 he said, is it Christmas? You said no, but it's red and green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> by, the, by the way, I, I'm two months to go in the season. You're going to see the Red Sox make a push here, and the Astros need pitching help. They got a lot of third starters not first or second starters in the rotation well and the dodgers need pitching help too yeah bullpen. well no one needs pitching help worse than the yankees yeah you see that run their starters just had that was rough the red sox took two of the last three is that right against the yankees is uh but that lead is so big mm-hmm. that what do they got 66 wins on the season and and they're eight up right now that's incredible yeah nine Nine. But uh, yeah, I mean, maybe if I tell Scott, maybe it's a, a uh, I'm going to do my St. Louis Cardinals bias again. Maybe it's a throwback to 2011 when the Braves uh, just pissed away a, an 11 game lead before the Cardinals went into the playoffs and then eventually won the World Series and the greatest story ever told. You know, Korea is a big baseball country and they have mm, a, a special term a for country. your St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, uh, Godzilla. Uh, they call them the Autumn Zombies. I, what is that? Uh, that means they always come back to life in the fall. <laughs> That's not right. I'm not going to say the name in Korean because I will butcher it and probably be put on some kind of list, but yeah. They don't use letters in their alphabet. It's symbols. It is symbols. It's yeah. symbols. But they still say words out loud like the rest of the world. I would like to hear you try off the air. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> off, off the air, I'm down. Yeah. yeah there's no way. Off the air, it can be uh, like anything. It can be whatever we want. But yeah, I just wanted to throw it out there before we did anything else for the rest of the day that you were 66 and 39 Houston Astros lost uh, three to five against the St. Louis Cardinals in spectacular fashion in the eighth That's inning. So good. Tried to go to the Ice Tubs game last night, guys. Rained out. Aww. Don't worry though. They're going to play it again. It goes on a 405 today. Double header. Double. Woo. So if you're a baseball a fan, trouble. you're getting bonus baseball today. But it well, it just, well, I guess it's some bonus because it's just two seven inning games, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how double header. Well, you right. get five extra innings if you're a math guy. Take two of them. Yeah, no, that checks it's, out. It's great. Yeah, that checks out. And uh, so we went last night, me and the misses, and uh, we stood in the rain for a little bit. We tried to get the ribbon fries, but they said get under the canopy. You can't get. Get under the canopy, they said. So we didn't. We did not get the ribbon fries. So we're gonna try again today. Okay. There's gonna... a lot of lightning out there. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Idea. It's the lightning, not the rain. No, guys, it's both. Oh, is it both? It's both. I don't want to get <laughs> well, wet. You play, you play baseball in the rain. 
Uh, yeah, come on, um, you're from St. Louis. No, right? guys, okay, guys, listen. I don't shower in my clothes and I don't stand in the rain. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hang out in the rain for ribbon fries. Like it's not it's just a potato cut in a circle. Like I'm not Well you order them without green chili. I would so never put green chili on fault them. number one. That that's that's an abomination. No, guys it, it is it is. It's a garlic food. Me me knowing my boy, I picked up the burritos this morning and I got Fred's without chili. You two, hear you hearing this, Albuquerque? Two four six zero six one zero is the phone line. You call me, I will answer. You're listening to ABQ Central on ninety five point nine FM and six ten the sports animal. I'm kind of numb to it these days, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, I'm I'm kind I'm kind of numb to it, jo- John. I, I, I don't need. I, believe it or not, Jim, you got me. You got me speechless here. I I, I actually don't even know what to say about it. It's just like. Uh, it's almost to be expected. John Jones on Monday this week. Accusations. 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 ABQ Central. I'm Fred Slow. Alongside me, my friend Van Nunley, Mike Vital on the ones and twos. And joining us in studio for the first time for what we hope to be a lot of times, Hayden Armstrong. Hayden, you need a radio nickname. You need a need a better radio name. Handsome Hayden. We need like a... That's a good... Like that's hunk, not bad. Hunky Hayden. We need a... Ah. too. We need something... Just a hot stuff Hayden. Ooh. Ooh. 246-06-108-8892. What about H-A? Kids like to cut things down. H-A. Okay. H-A. H-A. Do they though, Vital? Right, Vital. Put that one in the miss category. You missed <laughs> on that one. Hey, I'll take it. 888-922-0610. We're talking John Jones this morning. Uh, we we got off the air on Saturday and we said, "Well, that was a really good job, guys. Good show." Just, gosh, you know, we, what are we going to talk about next week? Well, it took about one day. Yep. It took about one day. Thanks for the softball, John. John Jones is uh, at it again. He's got two hobbies, I think, in the professional world. One is fighting, and the other one is fighting with himself. Mm-hmm. He just can't contain himself. Perfectly placed. John Bones Jones undefeated. Against anyone not named John Bones Jones. Yeah, he, yeah. 0 and 3 versus John Bones Jones. But what, what, his, what's his actual record? He's like 29 and 1. And 1 yep. and 1, right? And I don't count the 1 because it was on a reality TV show. So and he was, I give yeah, it a pass. And allegedly. It was a DQ. What's his, what's, his record, what's his record in strip clubs? Well, depends on that. <laughs> depends right. on your perspective. <laughs> Undefe- what we know, it's over. No, well, see, I feel like he's undefeated right now. If you, if if we overreacted every time that an adult entertainer made an alleged statement about a celebrity, especially I mean, in a strip club, especially in a strip club, yeah, I feel like we would be. I mean, this is Duke Lacrosse written all over it, right? This is no, this is not that. No. This is insanely Duke, different. Duke Lelouch. Do you remember Duke Lacrosse? Do you remember that whole deal? That was uh, I don't remember that. Fantastic one. lies. Fantastic lies. All you right. guys are dating yourself, right? All right, now. watch ESPN, guys. They got a thirty for thirty. So the so John Jones uh and, and I don't know the date on this I don't know when when this allegedly happened I've 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 I seen it was back in April okay that is the uh, that is the number I also found but I didn't find an exact and it said so he was he was in the club with did you know he's related to Chandler Jones mm-hmm yep sure is that's his brother brother Ger- like that's his proper his brother brother yes who's yeah. an NFL superstar both brothers are in the NFL who's the other brother. Forget his name. Vital? Plays for the Titans. I can't remember his name. I'm going to say John Jones Sr. I we, don't know. You can tell we did our homework on this one. No, I just don't. I don't watch the Titans. Get, get real. 
So, uh, so TMZ released about five hours ago. They released uh, strip club pics from the alleged okay. incident. And here's the real story. We buried the lead. Here's the real story. They weren't in knockouts. They weren't off 25. Because he's a classy guy. He's a classy guy. He's a classy guy. Guys, this TD's on Eubank. This is not. <laughs> this is, I mean, let's, let's take a moment here. I mean, is that the nicest one? John Jones has got. I kind of just keep him on the same plane. I've actually. Strip se- club's a strip club. I've seen John Jones at TD's on Eubank. And it's where I paid $20 for the cover to get and watch UFC. Because that's the only time. But you go to TDs on Eubank is whenever they're showing the big fight. Like, no, there's no reason to go there. There's no, there's no reason to physically ever be inside of that building unless you're watching, like, Manny Pacquiao. Well, I'm going to have to agree with you there, Fred, because of my healthy Christian upbringing, I wouldn't know what it's like wouldn't have to a act like that. Yeah, and no I, way. And I couldn't recognize from the photos where this place was. This was... And I never sat in that exact chair. No, I don't, I don't know the crushed velvet feel of this chair, Hayden. See, I, the thing I'm wondering is, what is he still doing here? I, I thought he would be long away from here enjoying, you know, his his celebration of, you know, defending well, he his bill. Yeah. And he says he likes it here. Okay, so. see. So, Vical, what he's doing is he's making excuses. Because this is classic <laughs> big fish, small pond kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Vital's an enabler. Yeah, Vital is an enabler. Vital's what John, John Jones is possible. Vital, were you there that this, night? No. Is that I, why you're trying to apologize for him? No, I like five star. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those, only five star places or like five I star only burgers? I frequent those kind of places because I know guys, I know people. What is, oh my gosh, Vital. <laughs> you just start stories and then you leave me to my imagination. I know, right? And that's where my imagination, so before there's photos of an incident, right? Before anything happens, you, you draw your own conclusion in your mind. So you hear this John Jones story and you think, well, he allegedly. Uh, uh, what, what's the term the kids are using? Laid hands? I don't know. Harassed. Okay. Uh, I think uh, say she, he trumped her. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> we made it to episode two. Good morning. So then, so, and you're like, well, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe it didn't, you know, and, and you start painting these pictures. You start thinking back to a guy like, uh, like Ray Rice. You start thinking back to a guy like, like, uh, what's the running back that, that plays in Cleveland now? He's playing Kansas City. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Kareem you think, Hunt. You hear these stories and you're like, well, maybe it's not that bad. But once you get photos. Once you get a video, it's a whole nother situation. Now you're taking it in in a way to where, oh, well, this is kind of indisputable, except for deep fake now or whatever. But like you're like, this is kind of indisputable. But these photos that TMZ put out about five hours ago, they're nothing. No, they're just, just sitting there. <laughs> this is just driving. A t- this is a guy sitting in a chair making a new friend. I mean, it's the back of his head, too, isn't it? Is that? Yeah. I mean, I don't think John Jones allows you to take a picture of his face. Inside of TDs on Eubank, located well, at the intersection. If we're being honest, who really wants the picture of their face at TDs on Eubank? Well, no one does. Yeah. But, like, if, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know. If the three of us plus Vital head down to TDs on Eubank, and I'm going to keep saying it because this is how awful it is. <laughs> are, we do, are we working on a new sponsor here, Fred? Right after the program, <laughs> people will take pictures of our faces because they don't care who it, Like They'll say, oh, these guys are weird. But John Jones, you just you don't, don't mess with him. You don't ever mess with him, and that's why he wants to be here in Albuquerque is he thinks he's untouchable. And he's, I mean, maybe he is, maybe he's not. But the the situation here is someone with questionable character is making a, a an accusation of someone with questionable character, and this thing is going to go back and forth forever until it just disappears. It won't go to court. It won't go to trial. There will there'll be a settlement for 
a really small amount of money. Not, not a lot. Not a lot. We're talking 1500 bucks. Albuquerque money. Albu- yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're about to be Albuquerque payday rich. We're not talking about Miami strip club money. I'm talking about Albuquerque strip club money. Talking about Robert Kraft? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Florida. That's a spendthrift man right there. Key to his success. Spendthrift. That's so fun. No, it's uh, it's neat. And, and the thing to me about this MMA world is it's quickly dissolving. This is my opinion. It's quickly gone from really like unique and beautiful and stand out in a sense that like how fun and individualistic was a guy like Chuck Liddell? How like oh, a yeah. guy? Yeah, like uh, Tito Ortiz. My boy Conor McGregor. There you go, right there, right. Even like WWE superstar Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Like there's. A grip of people who came through this thing that were like, okay, like if I see this guy, I've I've been so fortunate to have interviewed like like an Amanda Nunez or like a like a Dana White or I've interviewed like what what's the name of that dude? I always forget his name. Dwayne Johnson. No, the little dude who can just throw arms. It's also Dwayne Johnson. Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson. And uh, and you got some guys with like real personality. You're like, cool. Put these guys at the front, but then they lose a fight. And then Holly Holm, you can't put on the on the billboard no more because she just get beat up. Mm. Like, and and Chris Cyborg won't fight Amanda Nunez because she's scurred. Well, yeah, wouldn't you be? Well, I am. I literally am. And and I think that's the the thing here that's so tough for the UFC, where it's a guy like and Hayden, maybe you can jump in here, where it's a guy like John Jones works for about twenty minutes a month on my TV. Excuse me, twenty minutes a year. That's all I see him fight. Every I don't, six months. Yeah, yeah. Every six months, I see him fight for twenty minutes. That he's not in trouble. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he makes an effort to be in trouble. Well, no, I think I don't. I don't I see any effort at all. I think hey, he's really good at it. He's a natural. I mean, I think I think you're right. I think he does feel like he's untouchable in a place like this because I really can't think of anyone else who lives here that is that famous. Really, I mean, other than Holly and yeah, Marty no. Chavez, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Marty Chavez. He's like always the mayor. He's untouchable too. He is untouchable. He's not the mayor. He's the perpetual mayor. I don't understand. What he's, he's every other mayor. Yeah, you we'll, we'll you're show not, you the video. It's before your time in Albuquerque. He's yeah. People's choice <laughs> for mayor. Marty Chavez. Did, did he do? Did he do this thing on Central where I can't drive down because of the buses? No, 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 no. no, no. Well, that got changed after he left. I was in about gosh, middle school when he maybe even before that when he was mayor. All right, you're gonna have to quit dropping all these age comments. Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. These soft jabs are landing. <laughs> I need to know who who did what, art. Is that what it's called? Art. Art. I need to know that. Yeah. I need to sit down with that person. Open the phone lines. Have them on. But uh, yeah, it only takes. It, anyways, the the bottom line of this one, as I wrap it up, is that just so you guys know, it only takes three hundred dollars to get out of bond if you make a poor decision at TDs on your bank, according to TMZ. Oh, that's so, nice. You know, to be fair, Fred. To be fair. To be fair. Why is it cool when Motley Crue does it? Oh gosh! <laughs> but it's a tragedy when John Bones Jones does it. You know, I, I like I like to have a good time, Fred. You know, you know that about this dude. Well, he gets such a bad rap. Is it almost expected if Motley Crue does it or doesn't do it? Yeah. Is it almost a surprise? Well, I think they cleaned up their act, but uh-huh. you know, you, you hear rock and roll stories, and it's so cool and charming and endearing, and it's a sign of the times. Well, that comes with the territory, being a rock John star. Bones has himself a good time, and he's the worst person on earth. Every athlete wants to be a rock star. Allegedly. Every rock- alleged. <laughs> alleged <laughs> crimes. What if you're like a regular? What if you're a regular at this establishment, and it walks John Bones Jones? What if, like, you're just mad, right? You're like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, no more. Oh. Oh, all right, well, I'll call it an early night. Yeah. Oh. Put my giant stack of ones away. 
That yes, that is what I'll do. We uh, we're ABQ Central. We'll be back after the break. Ninety five point nine FM and six ten. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. We are less than thirty short minutes away from former UNM Lobo Devin Williams joining us. Stoked. Number twelve in your program. Number one in your heart. Devin Williams. Gonna talk about uh I watched this documentary earlier this week on HBO called Student Athlete. Have you guys seen this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It talks about like uh just how hard it is to be a student athlete. Oh, it like, must be rough. Yeah, it must be not rough. Not having to go to classes and all the attention. And then I watched this do you guys remember Brian Gumble? He's still at it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I watched this real sports on how like Sweden does their youth athlete and it's like it's like yin and yang. It's completely different. So Devin Williams is gonna come in. We're gonna speaking of yin and yang, how does uh China treat their student athletes okay, pretty good. All right, there's they're, a lot. They treat them well. A lot of jokes. They're good there. at the Olympics. I'm Fred Slow. That's Van yeah. Nunley, Mike Vitale on the ones and twos. Hayden Armstrong joining us and joining us even more on the. We haven't named the phone line yet. Let's get a sponsor for the phone line. Let's okay. do that by next week. Listeners, listeners, hey, we might have TDs on Eubank. Oh yeah. God, all right, we might not. <laughs> Jim is joining us. Jim wants to talk basketball. Jim, good morning, my friend. Hey, John. Hi, good morning. I'm enjoying your show this morning. Oh, it's very kind Thanks, of you. Buddy. Yeah, tell my dad. Oh, I wanted to ask you guys a question. I found that out this about a month ago. We have a pro basketball team in town again. Small world. ABA. Small world. Devin Williams is actually going to play for the Bullsnakes. We're going right. to make a, yeah, we're gonna make a big was, announcement. Yeah. yeah, We got him I'd at the 8 o'clock hour, Jim. i some questions. The team is the Bullsnakes. Yeah, we are, we are, we are more than prepared to, to ask a, two or three about that one. But, yeah, we're excited. He's got a, he's got a strong personality, and he's got a stronger jump shot. Yes. You know, I've, I watched him in, in uh, the Pro-Am series last summer here in town over at the Elite Sports Complex, and he is really talented, and his back seems to be healed, Yeah, and he's ready to go, but he didn't do well, I guess, in Sweden or something. He was telling me, I talked to him for a little bit, that the weather was no good, and he just didn't seem to fit in. Yeah, now he's, he's up- back, and he's looking to go pro, and he's going to start at a pretty low level at the ABA level. But, yeah. man, watching him with that red, white, and blue basketball do his thing was really something to see. It's, I saw a few practices, and I just was wondering in general if you guys are aware of this team and they're not talking about it too much, yeah, if no, at we, all. We've, uh, I've heard about it. My, my dad's told me about it a few times. Uh, we, we know Devin from, uh, from multiple different outlets. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, in talking to Devin, he actually told me he, he's, Sweden was a little bit rough because he, he said uh, they had to walk absolutely everywhere. Uh, no car, no, no nothing. You had to walk to the, uh, walk to your house, walk to the stadium, walk everywhere. Um, no, but as for the bull snakes, yeah, it, it should be, uh, it should be fun. I think I know a few other guys that have at least tried out for the team. Um, no, but this, this should be good, something good, you know, something different for us. Van and I had a, a real nice sit down with uh, bull snakes owner, Nick Lacero a couple weeks ago. So ah. the dude. yeah, so we, uh, we've been real fortunate to kind of be plugged into this one and, and they have a big announcement there. We're going to make some announcements today. So we're gonna talk about that with former Lobo star, Devin Williams. Anything else in the basketball world, Jim, anything else going on with you? Oh, no, no, just that, it, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. I know they're not going to play a lot of games. They're going to start their first game, I was told, at Johnson's Gym. Oh, there you go. Right in Knob Hill, which is kind of neat. Yeah, try to try to get the, the big crowd to come in. And uh, it's 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 low level, but it's very entertaining. you got a lot of local pros, including a guy named Lamar Marinia, who's been around with his brother Larry. Okay. And they're trying to get this individual, this other Lobo McDonald, to join the team. Well, they and, uh, Bull Snakes Insider Jim, give us just right. yeah, yeah, all yeah. the all the takes. Yeah. This is Jim Rome. 
No, <laughs> thank God. Well, Jim, we appreciate I'm your time. anonymous. We appreciate just... we appreciate your time in the call, buddy. But yeah, no, definitely, we're gonna make sure you're in at the eight o'clock hours. We're gonna talk bull snakes for certain, and and just kind of give you an update on on Devin. So thanks, Jim. So it's low level. ABA is the name of the league. The, I, I haven't heard about it. Oh yeah, it's uh well, and, and I think we're gonna break it to a lot of people this morning, Vital. But it, yeah, it's uh it's a brand new basketball here in town. I mean, it's about as exciting as it could possibly get Absolutely. for for the city because. They had they had basketball not long ago, correct? Before my time, though, before I moved here two years ago, they had something out at the Star Center. Is that correct? It was a, it was a D League. Now you call it a G League team, uh, the Albuquerque Thunderbirds. That was a uh, no. I remember growing up watching them going to those games. Uh, gosh, there was a bunch of Lobos. I believe Michael Cooper was coach uh, for a while. Coached him, I think, back to back titles. I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, yeah, I know they won their first title, first year of existence. Um, but yeah, no, they they were fun to watch. Uh, a lot of former Lobos that you got uh, still got to go watch uh, and see play. So yeah, we're definitely gonna we're gonna dive more into that. If if you can't wait for the excitement, it's gobullsnakes.com. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a neat little something. That's gonna be a neat little something. Devin Williams is a guy who who's fought some injuries and some battles, and and he thought for a second that might end his career a little early. And and we're gonna talk about a guy who just ended his career a little early this week, and that's Troy Tulowitzki. Troy oh, Tulowitzki, nice segue. All right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, beautiful. He put it. Put it in the books this week. Uh, former New York Yankee superstar Troy Tulowitzki. He was thought of as a Rocky. You, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's okay though. That's okay. He played yeah. for the Yankees. I mean, he had the pinstripes. Okay. Yeah. Like thirty games for the Yankees. If, so. if that. Oh, okay. Yankees legend. Yankees <laughs> greatest shortstop in Yankee history. Troy Tulowitzki <laughs> retires this week. Uh, he just battled it right forever. He just. Poor dude. The body just gave out on him. And More injuries than Devin Williams. It's well, I mean, and De- well, Devin's bounced back. Yeah, yeah. Devin's a guy who's who's. And like I said, he's going to tell us at the eight o'clock hour. But he's a guy who's came through and done it. But yeah, but it came up I think in two thousand seven with the Rockies. That's off the top of my head. And seems correct. And it, around there when they were still wearing short sleeves under shorter sleeves. Oh, those are so good. <laughs> those are so good. That's you it. might be better at years than naming uh, players' ages, as, it, I've, <laughs> as I fact-checked you yesterday. Oh, I have no idea how old players are. I have no clue. Yeah, Wait, we, but, did, you, did you really fact-check us? Yeah, he didn't get one right. Yeah, he no. missed all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did my, it might have been an old article I was looking at. You should have just said under 25 instead of, trying to, instead of trying to get the ages exactly right. Just kept going. Yeah, yeah when Troy Tulowitzki came up at shortstop for the Rockies, he was uh, – Aside from like a you know Trevor Story is now Troy Tulowitzki, but when he came up, it was that was the prototype guy, right? Like that's every team wants a Troy Tulowitzki. Every team he was going to be the next, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, that's, you, that's you, who you scout. That's who you draft. And I mean, play. Yeah. Was it too soon? Was it not enough? Was it because if you come up, so he played what like ten, eleven years, yeah. right around there, and and contributed a really high level early. But once the body gives out on you, that's that's kind of the end of it, right? And and whenever there's so many other guys that are doing it at such a high level. I think it's important you get in, and and you guys can tell me this is not the approach if you want. But I think the selfish approach is to get in, similar to like a D Gordon kind of situation, where you come in and you 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 play really hard and maybe take whatever advantages you can take at a point and get that really big contract. And then if your body just falls apart, that's okay. Like you already got that really big contract. Why do you think Bryce Harper uh, dealt so hard mm-hmm. for his for his contract? He picked it up though. Ah. He picked it up. He is, you know, you know, I, I get it. You know, as an elite level athlete myself, Fred. Oh gosh, here we okay. go again. <laughs> you know, 
injuries have derailed my professional career as well. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my God, I forgot to bring this up. I should. I was going to tell you this off air, but I'll do it right here. <laughs> so I'm at the day job the other day. I'm at the day job. And there's a, there's a guy at the day job, and he's, he's doing uh, some phantom pitching motions. He's doing some phantom he's, – he's pretending to throw like a 12-6, right? <laughs> and as he's doing the motions, I'm like, uh, like, hey, man, you know, just, you know, I haven't seen you around here. You know, it's really nice that you're hanging out or whatever. And he's like, he's like yeah, you know, I, you know, I play some men's leagues baseball. I'm, you know, I'm like a pretty good men's leagues baseball player, and, and I really like men's leagues baseball. I'm like, yeah, no. I, I, so you're saying you play men's league. Yeah. <laughs> and um, real nice guy. I think his name was Brett. And I'm like, yeah, I got a buddy who plays men's leagues baseball, and he says, uh, he says, yeah, there's a couple guys who are really good. He starts naming them, and I'm like, well, he didn't name you, Van. He did, oh. he did not. I said, do you know my friend Van? The injuries. I said, the injuries. Do you know my friend Van? He said, nah. He said, yeah, no, no, no. He, uh, long hair, right? So that was a uh, two or three years ago okay. that Told he knew. You. But uh, no, Tori Two Whiskey uh, gone too soon. So so I thought it might be fun. Mm-hmm. There are a couple athletes that have gone too soon, right? There's a couple guys that have come through that could have made a really big impact, and maybe they didn't get a chance to do that because of, uh, well, whatever reason. But we're going to think guys that got out of the game a little too early, and, um, and I'll start, right? The obvious one, and you don't even know who this guy is, Hayden. Okay, ready to go. Gail Sayers. Gail Sayers is your number one, right? That's the guy that came in and, and played real fast and real short and did a real good job, but then he was out. He played for the Bears. He, he, he was a running back. You ever heard of this guy? Uh, negative. No. The Kansas <laughs> Comet. The Kansas Comet. He ran a four three before everybody ran a four three. You know Brian. He ran a four three before they had stopwatches. They, I'm so glad I came to school today. It was an abacus <laughs> is how they were keeping track of time whenever whenever wow. he was playing. But uh, so who's the one for you, Hayden? You've only been watching sports for like 65 minutes or something. So who's the who's the who's the athlete for you that that has just maybe called it a little too soon? Well, I mean. The uh, the one that I've witnessed I witnessed personally because uh, he came here for the final four or, or sorry for the elite eight when it was held at the pit was uh, Brandon Roy uh, when he yeah. played at Washington yeah. you know that that was a guy you know could probably be a he he was the top three guard in the league yeah and you know just couldn't couldn't stay healthy you know he retired but then tried to make a comeback only played I saw I think. 30-something games for the T-Wolves. 2007 Rookie of the Year. I yep. think, he, But he played for the Blazers, too, didn't he? He had a little Blazers time. In yep. It. Yeah. The, no. jail, the, the jail Blazers era. He got a two-time All-Star, I think, off the top of my head. And, and he's a guy who – Five-time. Oh, is that true? See, that shows you how little I know. But, like, yeah, he uh, his knees gave – there was bone on bone, which yep. – which I am often into, but but not this time. So yeah, no, uh, Brandon Roy, Brandon Roy. Well, hold on, can we rewind John a second? Said, I was thinking of John Bones. No, let's not. Let's, let's, not. let's go past that statement. Yeah, oh, so, Bo Jackson. Okay. Bo, ja- oh gosh, uh-huh. his quads jumped off his legs. That's pretty gross. They literally jumped I off. I was watching that game. Yeah. yeah. He ran. Well, who's the name of that linebacker? Brian Bosworth. Brian Bosworth. Brian Bosworth. That's the story there. Mm. You know about Brian Bosworth, and you don't. Let me I introduce do. you. No, you don't. Well, <laughs> I've seen the thirty for thirty. Okay, that's well, that's painting a fair light. So he uh, he successfully transitioned the flat top mullet from the eighties to the nineties. I think that's his biggest claim to fame. Worst Respect. haircuts in history. When we come back from the break, there, yeah. How close is flat top, and will it beat out the mullet? Will it beat it out when we come back from the break? There's a lot of other athletes that quit too soon. And the one I was going to bring for an example is I thought Michael Jordan left baseball way too early. Yep. So. Yeah. I thought if Michael Jordan had gotten maybe a thousand more bats in the minors that he would have been a real everyday guy. He was just getting it going. He just got above the Mendoza line, hitting like a solid 215, and then boom, back to basketball. It's a shame. 
The only guy that did it uh, better than Michael Jordan on uh, the baseball field. Well, I'm trying to come up with a Space Jam joke. I don't have anything. That's all right. That's all right. It's ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and 610 The Sports Animal. The day is July 27th, and the St. Louis Cardinals are sitting in first place in the NL Central. We're going to wrap up athletes who called it too soon. I'm going to give you guys one more name that you can give me, and then I'm going to trump them all, okay? I'm going to trump them all. Sandy Koufax. So Dodger of you. Of course. Come on, man. Of course. What are you doing? I mean, mm-hmm. that that numbers he put up in, what, 12 seasons and just at 30 when he could have played at least five more years? It's probably least. the second best pitching run of all time. Yeah. Besides Pedro's run in the late 90s. Probably. So good. He was inducted so at like good. 35 into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he's All these 91-year-olds. Yeah. he's All right. That's a good Dodger one. I'm going to give that one to you, Hayden, because I know that's where your loyalties lie. Yes. Van, who you got? Give me one more. I got a, how about Ohio State quarterback turned FBI agent, Johnny Utah. Okay, so you went point break. His career cut short by injuries. Would have been a first-round draft pick, in my opinion. You Ohio State legend, Johnny Utah. War number nine, Ohio State legend, Johnny Utah, who lost lost in the big game. He uh, partnered with Gary Busey to take on one Patrick Swayze and a team of skydiving bad boys (laughs) as they robbed uh, multiple establishments around the Santa Barbara area of California. He had a good second career, to be honest. I... I'm not a crook. Uh, lastly, but uh, most obviously, it's Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders called it quits as he hated, uh, what, Matt Millen, and he hated Detroit, and he hated a then-undrafted Calvin Johnson, Ooh-wee. and he hated uh, anyone and everyone to ever wear the uh, the powder blue. Well, Didn't Calvin want to play Johnson's with Matt one, too. Oh, Calvin Johnson is one. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, uh, similar thing. Hated Barry Sanders and hated <laughs> Matt Millen. Hated Detroit. Them. Hated the uh, organization like Just, everybody does. Well, who likes Detroit, to be honest? Okay, so that's not fair. <laughs> Danny Brown. L- yeah, well, okay. Lots of people. Little Caesars loves Detroit. Oh, I'm sure. The uh, Little Caesars is a big fan of Detroit. So we're doing So we're coming back. All right, so ready? We're going to do it. We uh, Hair do's, hair don'ts, and hair I don't knows. Are you guys ready? We're going to give you right now, between all of us, the top... Uh, well, there's three of us here. So top three terrible haircuts of all time. Uh, we're, this is off the cuff. I'm going to lead, guys. Who you got there, Fred? The Donald Trump. The comb-over haircut is about as bad as any haircut you could ever possibly have. If you uh, Wispy. It's wispy, too. <laughs> Thin. I, I like to wear a hat. Thin. I like to be outside in a hat. If you uh, Guys, if you're combing it over, just go ahead and call it quits because bald is in. We've all seen uh, Michael Jordan cologne. We know that bald is a solid look right now. So just embrace it. Go with the beard, maybe. Beard and bald, I think, is a good look. So, yeah, the uh, the, the comb-over is uh, not for me. That is at or near the worst haircut. Well, I first one I always I thought of was uh, Jeremy Lin. Uh, you know, he, he, had a, uh, he had a plethora of different haircuts. Um, you know, if, some controversial as well. But, okay. One of them very controversial. <laughs> so he Almost started a race war. We're talking about Harvard grad Jeremy Lin. He's smart, smart guy. Smart cat. Decent. But he put the cornrows in. spell. He put the rows in. Mm-hmm. Go down to the shop, get lined up with the rows. 
But how do you do you feel like? Because Kenyon Martin said Kenyon Martin wasn't a fan. He wasn't a fan of the Dreads. He, well, he yeah, Dreads. Was it the Dreads. He didn't like the, the Dreads. Oh, okay. He said he said don't appropriate my culture as I stand here with Chinese, Chinese tattoos, tattoos <laughs> all up, up and down my arms. <laughs> yeah, it was like down like his like spinal column. <laughs> he, had, he was like looking like a low grade porn star. He was like, uh, yeah, that was yeah. So Jeremy Lin is very bad, Van. Can you top Jeremy Lin and Donald Trump? And if not specifically a person, just a style, a terrible hairstyle. Well, just like Donald Trump, when men try to fight their receding hairline and bald spot, mm -hmm. you know, I got Carlos Boozer. Remember when yeah. Carlos Boozer just put a bunch of shoe polish all over his head? The, I think that's yeah. the worst one. There's some guys who can pull it off, though, like a Jeff Bezos. There's some guys who go bald and then bring it LeBron James. Well, that's a billion-dollar fake hairline. I don't know. How do you feel about like a? Uh, I'm just gonna start throwing them out there now. Rasheed Wallace, you remember the Rasheed Wallace where he had the, the the little well, that was spot? genetic. Oh, that yeah, was that, that was a. I think that was a birthmark. Touch that up though, guys. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like you don't don't just let that thing sit. Well, that's unique. Did uh, that's so I, cool. I found a I found a list here. Are you guys, I'm just gonna name. Tell me if you ever had these. You guys ever have the rat tail? No, no, no. I have dignity like and respect. It, no, no. It is not like a mullet, Mike Vital. It is like a. It well, is like kind of like a mullet, but just like. A half inch strip of it, a mullet. Yeah, it's yeah. it's as wide as a USB, but it's it you grow it as long as you possibly humanly can. I had the rat tail in my youth. That was a a look that I rocked. You ever had the mullet? You ever wear the mullet? Fortunately, no. Vital, you were a mullet guy. Never. And Hayden, I know. Oh, get out, Vital. Even though I grew up in Wisconsin, no. Wow. I mean, because it was because you're a cool guy, and it was no, because too cliche then. Everybody wore it, and so see, that's what I said. Yeah, too cool. He's the yeah. vital, too hip. You ever trendsetter? Trend, you ever you ever put like a design in your head? That's one I did. I, too. I always wanted to as a kid. Yeah. But my parents never let me because they loved me. Oh, well, guess yeah. who did? <laughs> yeah. This guy sitting right here. Did Nike swoosh? So when I was in fourth grade. Yes. <laughs> oh. A little guy with the last name Van Winkle. Okay, yeah. I'm, you, you, you know I'm, what I'm warming I'm, up? You know what I'm, I'm warming up here? I'm right there with you. Sampled mm, Freddie Mercury mm, and David but, Bowie's but, hit, Under Pressure. By the time when we and come created back. a bigger hit called <laughs> Ice Ice Baby. Yes. And oh. guess who was a young, impressionable man during that time? Stop. And guess who had lines right above his ears? <laughs> Collaborate and listen. This so guy. I do have to say I did have one slip when I was... You know, trimming up my eyebrows. And I had the guard slip. You have so such I, nice uh, eyebrows. I had, I had the vanilla ice look for about two months. That that sculpted eyebrow was a look. Mm. It, it was. That was good. I it never was, did the it brows. It was for the original uh, Star Trek series 60 years ago. Okay. See, Vital. <laughs> Even Hayden. I mean, we have Hayden. Hayden's 21 years old. He's not going to get. He was, what, negative 40 when Shatner was a thing? I wore the undercut bowl cut in junior high. Are you guys familiar with that look? Sure. Where you just Love put it. the yeah. skateboard. Yeah, that was <laughs> – I had so many pairs of Jinkos. Oh, man. I had them all. But, yeah, no, hair is uh, – I don't know, Harry, it's a it's like a like a flock of seagulls. There's like a bunch of them. There was a bunch of them that was really bad. So a flock you, of seagulls haircuts back. I don't know if, if you know that. To stay? Yeah. Have you ever been no, to Sister I, Bar? I've seen it. No. Yeah, it exists. It's back. No. Yeah, you got the flippy undercut, and then you add a little hairspray to it. Yeah, it's you're, back. You're talking like about it, like a Skrillex though, like a one side shaved, like sure. <laughs> yeah. Not flock of seagulls. Well, that's just they're hybrids. No, flock of seagulls is like uh, when you did like horns with it, like uh, like like um, labyrinth. Okay, thank you. I was I was about to ask what the heck are you guys talking about? Oh, flock of seagulls is the big flippy, 
Like it's a, an ocean wave across the top oh, of your head. That's what you're... No, it looks like wings. It looks like if wings are coming no, together no, 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 no. to propel you into the stratosphere of, of amazing haircuts. That's... What's a, okay. See what's going on here? Do you see what's happened here? Yeah. This is what happened. We, we got some dead air because we're all Googling no, block of seagulls. Because I'm right? telling you, it's a terrible, wonderful, beautiful haircut. And it, it hit culturally. It was like the Farrah Fawcett or like the Rachel of the 90s. From the texter, people love Jabba Joe's. This is a good recommendation, man. Okay, we're both correct. Yeah, I know we're both correct. Yeah, it's a hybrid. It's not just a hybrid. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a Prius. It's a, it's a statement. <laughs> Hayden, it so would, what amount of money would make you mess up that beautiful mop on your head? Um, no amount of money. See, I, I love my hair way too much. It, it's really strong. It's good. Yeah, we need a nickname for Hayden. Send, uh, send your terrible hair pictures from you to your social media. Everything is at TalkABQ. Listen to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and 610D Sports Animal. Top of the hour on a Saturday morning, 8 a.m. You listen to ABQ Central. I am Fred Slow. Alongside me, my partner in crime, Van Nunley. Hey, y'all. Joining us on the ones and twos, Mike Vitale. Answering the phones when you call. You can call 246-0610-888-922-0610. Special in-studio guest all day today. Because he texted me about 100 times this week, Van. Did he really? He said, he said, can I? He said, please, you ever see you ever see Tiny Tim? Not Tiny Tim. What's it? Tiny Tim? Not Tiny Tim. That's the ukulele guy. Yeah, the Tiny Tim's the ukulele guy. Who, who am I thinking of here? The little beggar kid? He's the Scrooge kid. Yeah. 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 May I have some more? May I have some? It is Tiny Tim. Is it, maybe it's the same. Tiny Tim. All yeah. right, look at that. So crossover branding there from the ukulele. Smart Tiny guy. Tim. Hayden Armstrong has joined us. Handsome Hayden Armstrong. Handsome Hayden. Mm. It's I can't come up with anything better yet. I mean, I'm not. I'm not cool with not being the best looking dude in the room, no. Hayden. Strong kind of stole my thunder. Strong, not draw. cool. But we do have Devin yeah. coming in the room. He's a good looking guy. Yeah, too. Devin Williams making his way in the studio right now. He's on. Apparently, he's on Albuquerque time. Yeah, he is. So we we told him 8 a.m. and he he heard. Well, I'll get there at 8 a.m. Yeah, that's Albuquerque time. The land of manana, people. But yeah, he's making his way up. Vital just uh, went down to grab him. It's a little bit of a shoestring operation here today, as the air conditioner is. Non-existent. Moist. <laughs> Not a lot of people are fan of the word moist. Doing some ASMR uh, here, just trying to... And, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Taint, taint was very, very moist, and it was moist, yeah. We're going to talk basketball with, with Devin, and, and the best part about doing doing radio, Oliver, that was a little little orphan Oliver, right, from the texter, little orphan Oliver. Oh, really? I think those are two different stories. I don't know. Yeah. Oliver Twist, Tiny Tim Twist. The uh, Devin is going to join us, and, and he's going to sit, which is good, because I'm tall. I'm I'm like six and a half foot tall. Mm-hmm. But Devin. Devin, though. This dude's yeah. like six eight. He's unreal. He's should, a, we, should we pad the doorway on his way in? We need to make sure he fits, we might need to. fits in the elevator. 
on the way up. We uh, we mentioned it earlier, and we'll mention again. The St. Louis Cardinals beat the Houston Astros. Oh God! Last night, uh, my hometown squad versus Van's hometown squad, and uh, what is a very important matchup for us. Undoubtedly, if we did not have radio today, we would made the trip to St. Louis to beautiful and historic Bush Stadium three to watch the Cardinals. You know the worst part of taking that L the way we did. My fantasy baseball pitcher, Jack Flaherty, didn't even get the W because he's out of the game. So not only do my Strohs get beat down in the yeah. late innings, my dude didn't get a dub. Here's a fantastic question. You can lean in if you like, listener, 246-0610. Do you play your fantasy studs against your home team? Depends on who. I'm asking you right now. Jack Flaherty. <laughs> Stud. Looker. Kid's a looker, he's too. A, he's Hayden handsome. <laughs> Hayden with a beard. Strong-jawed Hayden. Strong, we need a... I wish I had jaws. a beard. This, you, do, you got a little something going. I got, I got some chin, you know, you, some 10 chin hairs. You have what I would call effort. That's I, what I see. I, I like that. That's a good... That's a it'll, good it'll, uh, it'll come eventually. Oh, and he's making his way into the studio now. Dude right now. Former Lobo and current, current bull steak... Devin Williams coming in as he he's going to join us as we're currently on air and doing that thing. Devin, good luck getting those headphones over that over that mop you got up there and <laughs> yeah, kiss that mic whenever you talk to us, please, because we're going to tell the listener what's going on. Thank you for joining us this morning, Devin. Devin Williams, former number twelve. Devin Williams, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. Welcome to the program. I don't know if you were listening on the drive in. We had a caller and. And he says, uh, says, hey, I heard you're having Devin Williams on the show today. What's he know about the bull snakes? That was the first thing he said. So, th- okay. so there you go. So, yeah, Devin, we're going to ask you a bunch of questions. But first, uh, tell us what's going on with basketball here in town. Tell us what's uh, going on with you. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm playing for this team, uh, ABA team, called the Bull Snakes. Mm-hmm. And basically what we're doing right now is uh, we're playing at different high schools, uh, community centers, just to uh, get more involved in the community. It's going to be our first year coming up uh, this November. And so we're just trying to – get the community uh, understanding what we do, uh, be more integrated into the community, and just uh, give another source of uh, entertainment in terms of basketball into the city. So, And, and we're all pretty familiar with the ABA because we saw Semi-Pro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we that's get it. That's my only knowledge. That's my only knowledge Will of Will Ferrell and Dr. J, that's all I got. Not Dr. J. <laughs> Dr. J was in the ABA, right? Well, Dr. J was. Oh, okay. He wasn't in the movie I Semi-Pro. Thought made, I thought this was an outcast joke you were making. What? Well, because didn't it didn't start Outcast lead singer, not the fat oh, one, Andre three thousand. Yeah. yeah, not the fat one. What am not I the doing? Fat one. <laughs> so, uh, so, so this is the first year of inception for the Bull Snakes. This yeah. is okay. So, so who's on the squad? Who here locally? What five oh fivers? Who are they going to know? Who's who's playing basketball with you this year? Uh, so we uh, have this uh, dude who's been here a while, Damian Salias. We have. Um, uh, Daniel Delgado, who played at one of the um, community colleges out here, um, or D two colleges. We also have. Uh, sorry, the mic. No, we you're also, good. We also have uh, Brady Patterson, who played at Rio Rancho. We also have uh, Jared Fuller. We have um, uh, Josh. Uh, dang. A squad of ballers is what yeah, you have, yeah, and that's okay. what I. Yeah, a lot of local yeah. love too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, with the owner and stuff, his biggest thing is uh, getting as many local talent as possible. That's awesome. I kind of am considered local talent just because uh, I've been here for the past seven, eight years, and so this is basically my home now. And yeah, you're a Bucanio now, man. You've been yeah. here long enough. <laughs> yeah, part of the five hundred five diet. and that's one of the cool things about uh, about being a Lobo and playing uh, and playing here is there's a lot of guys that do like it here, yeah. and and they start their life here. Oh yeah, uh, you know, there's it's a lot. Uh, 
you know, the guys that, you know, have a nice career here um, and they, you know, they could go somewhere else to play. Yeah. You know, they sometimes they do do that, but uh, ultimately a lot of them, they start their life here. Oh, yeah. And uh, for me, in this case, um, I've been out here. I got uh, my bachelor's, master's out here. Um <laughs> Okay. Uh, humble done, brag, humble brag. <laughs> don't do that, man. <laughs> but uh, superstar. <laughs> I've been the community. Uh, I've done uh, some public speaking. I've been working with some kids out here in terms of like training them in basketball. I've uh, worked out here for the past three, four years, and uh, I got my uh, fiance soon to be wife. Oh my here. gosh! Congratulations, oh, man! All right, I'm excited. Uh, this is definitely a pivotal moment in my life, and. You know, I'm looking forward to it. The first marriage is an important one. It's an important <laughs> nice. one. The listeners who uh, were obviously not on television, on radio, so I want to give you guys a picture of what's going on here. Devin walked in holding an iPhone, and this dude's got hands. I'm telling y'all, yeah. he's got some hands. Gigant. He made his iPhone look like an SD card. Ooh, that's a, that's perspective there. <laughs> Devin, you were a Lobo uh, since, what, for for a while. It was yeah. 2012. You came in, and then mm -hmm. and then talk a little bit about your. I know, I know. Obviously, the listeners going to remember you, but maybe give them like those personal highlights that they don't know you had, and maybe talk about the the experience as a student athlete here at UNM. Yeah, so uh, I came in 2012. Uh, I redshirted my first year, but that was uh, Coach Alfred's last year. And then uh, I played uh, 2013, 2014. And what was crazy about my experience is um, for the first three years, all the fans or a lot of people thought I was a freshman for three years. And then I got it. I got into my fourth year. They're like, dang, how long is this dude going to be here? He He's a super senior now. And so – I was just kind of a weird dynamic in the sense of uh, people didn't know exactly what I was, you know, uh, how old I was, all these different things. But, um, yeah, no, I love playing with the Lobos. It was definitely a big-time experience in my life. I learned a lot about the game, especially uh, in uh, Coach Alford, Coach Neal. Obviously had, like, a good foundation coming out of high school, playing at uh, Woodrow Wilson with uh, Coach Patrick Washington. But, uh, yeah, some of the biggest experiences was uh, beating Colorado State um, my sophomore year and having that one pivotal shot where some people thought it was a travel, some people didn't know, and it was the I said it was a unorthodox uh, type of shot. James Harden didn't think it was a travel. Yeah, you He's, know I, I, I remember those games. I remember that game. So in Woodrow Wilson, that's in Dallas, right? So you're yeah. you're, a, you're a Texas guy, and, oh, yeah. and, and you said you said forget this state. I'm I'm coming over to New Mexico. I'm gonna play ball for the Lobos. Oh so, yeah. So so you so you were here through your junior season, and then and then you hit. There was some turbulence in your life, right? Yeah. You had some stuff go on. So so maybe a little bit kind of for the fan that maybe lost track of you afterwards, like kind of give that experience. Talk about what happened to you immediately following the season, and then and then how you got to this point. Okay. So uh, yeah, um, I, everything was looking good. Um, I was. And coming into one of, uh, I feel like, one of my best seasons. And then uh, first game into, or second game into the season against uh, NMSU, I ended up getting hurt. And so uh, during that injury, uh, I was paralyzed from the neck down. Oh, my God. I uh, my goodness. lost all my feeling for about five to seven minutes. I was a little scared. And then uh, I was taken to the ambulance. And I didn't get all of my feeling back for another three or four hours and so that was definitely a scary moment uh, after I stayed the night in Las Cruces drove back um, a couple days later talked to the doctor they looked at the results and one of the hardest things to hear in my life was 
I can't play basketball anymore mm. for the rest of my life. And so that was definitely tough, but um, I had very, a very good uh, support system and my teammates, uh, my friends that were locally there, and then my mom and dad flying out, staying with me for a couple of weeks. And so I definitely uh, felt the community backing me and supporting me in that tough time, which, you know, if they didn't support me or if I didn't have a support system, who knows uh, where I would be, who knows if I would have, you know, finished my education, pursued a higher education, and even uh, tried to pursue basketball again. So was it a situation where as one door opened, maybe another one opened for you, or excuse me, as one door closed, one opened? Because that's where you got some chance to to be on the bench and, and to do yeah. some coaching and to, and to work alongside some kids and stuff. Yeah. So it was value that experience as it's weighted against playing? Like, was it as beneficial? Was it more? Or was it just a different way to, to approach the game? Uh, I believe, um, and I believe everything happens for a reason, but I believe it was more beneficial me getting hurt than me continue to play. Because me getting hurt, it brought a new perspective of life. You know, I got to see what the game was uh, in particular, like inside out, seeing from the outside, seeing like – the dynamics of it, the angles, you know, and just getting a better feel of the game as opposed to just uh, continuously playing and, you know, doing all sorts of things. And on the life side, you know, um, it taught me a valuable lesson in you're never guaranteed anything. And you might have a plan or whatever, but, you know, it might, it might, your plan might not be the right plan for you. And so uh, getting hurt, it taught me a valuable lesson in, um, uh, humility, it taught me a valuable lesson and uh, appreciation and uh, understanding that, you know, life is more than just basketball. Like basketball, I love basketball. I love the game. It's gave me an opportunity to give back to the community, give back to a lot of people, but life is more than that. And so uh, I really appreciate um, getting hurt, even though it wasn't the most ideal thing. It was scary, not only for me, but for the people who were watching. But I, I'm really glad I got hurt because, again, it opened my eyes. Speaking of plans, we plan on going to break right now. When we come back, we have more of Devin Williams, GoBullSnakes.com. You're listening to ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and 6ND Sports Animal. Thanks, Vital. ABQ Central. I'm Fred Slow, my partner in crime, Baden Nunley, hey. Mike Vitale on the ones and twos, Hayden Armstrong with us in studio all day long, and our special guest, Devin Williams. Devin, thank you for coming back for another segment. I know your time is valuable. Thank you for having me. Devin, before we left at the break, you were kind of talking about your, your final playing minutes there with the Lobos, and, mm -hmm. and I think that stuff's great, but, but you can see that as a fan. You can see that as a spectator. Everyone knows what you did on the court. I want to hear about student athletes. I just watched this documentary. So I want to hear about the life of a student athlete. I watched this documentary on HBO. It's beyond. No, wait. What's HBO's tagline? It's more. Yeah, that's what it is. So, uh, yeah. so, so I watched this. It was like a Maverick Carter slash HBO thing. Are you familiar with Maverick Carter? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Bron Bron's homie. Bron's around Bron Bron. So uh, it was produced this thing called Student Athlete. It was talking about just how hard it is to be a student athlete. It was talking about the strain and, and all these rules from the NCAA and, and specifically talking a lot about money. Um, you don't have to necessarily get into the money part, Devin, but like, can you maybe give us and the listener an example of like 
what was a what was a day in the life of Devin Williams as a student athlete? What was a week like for you? Can you can you come maybe <laughs> paint? You say don't get into the money. No, don't talk about money. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Are you talking about the program kind of thing going on here, Fred? Are you familiar with the program, Hayden? You too young for that one. Of the program, yeah. As of James Con, are you familiar no. with? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, that's okay. all right. Figure it out, Hayden. I know. They, Figure it out. Yeah, we're gonna need you to just give uh, me some homework to do. Yeah, get 15 years older. That's your homework. <laughs> so, <laughs> Devin, if you would, yeah, just kind of walk us through what it was like uh, there on the campus at UNM, and, and just being uh, presumably the tallest guy uh, around. But aside from that, uh, day in the life of the athlete. Uh, so, uh, being a student athlete, it was definitely it had its pros and cons. Some of the uh, pros was, you know, being a student athlete, you get uh, that uh, notoriety, you know, you get noticed, you get um, a lot of attention, which, you know, can be good or bad depending on the type of attention you're getting. But um, some of the difficulties was uh, the time constraints. So just uh, hour by hour, depending on if you play football or basketball, Football, they had like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. workouts, basketball. Uh, our workouts didn't start till 3, but depending on that, for a basketball player, we had uh, classes from like 8 to 12. We, Depending on the classes, it might be 1 or 2, depending on if you're uh, lower class or upper class in terms of a sophomore, junior, senior, or whatever. Uh, but then um, at from 3 to about – six you have practice and um it was either practice weightlifting depending on what was scheduled and from six to seven you got to eat training tables so you got a meal you got a dinner uh that was catered to you or you'd go somewhere and then after that you had study hall and you have to do study hall from about seven to nine somewhere in that line and then once you're done with that, then you had a little bit of free time to yourself to, you know, be social. And one of the things that was difficult with that is um, when you're trying to hang out with people, the other students, you know, they're usually free during the day. Mm -hmm. They might be working night shifts. They might do their different thing. But just the perception of that, like, um, especially like going into dating life, uh, if you're trying to hang out with somebody at night, you know, they're going to be like, why can't you hang out with me during the day? Mm. You know, like, why you only want to hang out? Am I just out? a side piece? Like, what's yeah, going on exactly. here? Exactly. <laughs> and so uh, dealing with that dynamic, you know, conflicting schedules with the other students. And another hard thing was just uh, the perception. You know, being a student athlete, we have these uh, tight schedules. You know, we got these classes to where some classes we couldn't take just because you can't miss more than three classes. If you do, then, you know, you're dropped from the class. And uh, some teachers, they'll come to us at the beginning of the semester. Some would be cool and say, I understand you're a student athlete. But others would come and say, no, you are going to be missing these three classes, more than three classes during the duration of the semester. So we can't let you into the class. So then it gets into these uh, difficulties and graduation, picking the right degrees, because some degrees, the classes run later than others. And it was just a lot of difficulties with that. So yeah. what I'm hearing is you took a lot less naps than I did because that was my whole college. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. senior year, I had a lot of more on <laughs> online classes, and so I was taking two hours naps but before practice and everything. But, yeah, before that. So all, all joking aside, every day is like a 16-hour day. Yeah. That's too much. That's, Oof. Oh, yeah. You're just a baby. And then uh, the most difficult thing is being in season because – 
you're traveling sometimes a whole week. You won't be in Albuquerque for seven days, eight days, because you'll be going from maybe uh, Colorado to San Diego and then from San Diego back to Albuquerque. And it's, yeah, it's definitely uh, constantly moving. Yeah. All that for a sweatsuit. Oh yeah, so, that's like, that was the comp- <laughs> compensation there. So, so you so you you bounce back literally from the back, mm-hmm. and then and then you said, well, okay, well, I, the NBA is not an option yet, or or maybe maybe not going to be, but at that point it definitely wasn't. So you said, I'm going to go across seas, and I'm going to do something. So you went to Sweden, is that right? Yeah, Umeå, Sweden. What does that mean? It was uh, it was definitely an experience. Uh, probably somewhere I wouldn't go again. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it is you know everybody has their own opinion on things, but uh, for oh, me, has you seen the tall man walking around? <laughs> <laughs> but for me, you know, I like sunlight, and so uh, in Sweden, uh, just to give you a heads up, uh, during the summers you get twenty three hours of sunlight, and I went out there during the summer, and so. It was definitely hard to sleep because I didn't have blackout curtains. And, you know, I'm waking up at 2 a.m. I see the sun and I'm like, okay, what's going on? But the winters, that's the roughest part because you only get five hours of sunlight. It's not enough. Yeah, not enough at all. And um, one of the things that got me was it was about a three, maybe four-day stretch where I didn't see the sun. Oh. And I was I was like, yeah, I – like just from a, a environmental uh, experience, I couldn't do this. This is this isn't realistic for me. So I'm and I'm not going to try to pronounce the name again of of this of the city. What was it? Umio. Okay. So, and so the name of the team was the Umios. I have no idea. I <laughs> the it was a Umio basket. Okay. So then, so how's the basketball over there though? Was it competitive? There was a lot of talent. Was how was the fan base? Like, what was that experience? Uh, so um. In certain cities, the fan base and the competition was really good. We were the smallest club, and so we had a select few individuals who were really good, uh, specifically uh, the Americans and maybe like one or two other Swedes. But um, for our team, we ended up finishing. I uh, I left the uh, middle of the season. I had um, a disagreement with the coaches and everything, but – we ended up finishing third to last, so like maybe seventh place. So you're the saying league. they missed you. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I, mean, I, I think I would have helped you, though, <laughs> but you some things, some relationships you can't control and everything, so that was just one of those deals. But in terms of competition, it's solid, uh, but Sweden is one of those, uh, the Swedish league is one of those leagues where it's like kind of a stepping stone to get into the big leagues in terms of Germany, Turkey, France, Italy, all those different things. I'm going to hit you with some hard-hitting journalism right now. What's it like to dunk on somebody? It's a great question. You got, you got three dudes here who will, <laughs> probably won't ever do it. Hayden, Hayden Fred handsomest dude on, on earth, but he's fun size. It's, I don't have knees. Give me a, been years. Give me a Fred is plagued by gravity. Yeah. Um, so I, what's it like, man? And give us, give us your second answer. This is a family show. You can't give us the first one. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's definitely a liberating experience just to, you know, especially when it's, you know, body body, you get somebody, Ooh. they're they're thinking they can block you and you, you just crush all of like it's 
it's definitely a great experience. And um, if you can't experience on a 10-foot rim, I advise you to, you know, maybe bring it down 9 to 8-foot just to get a chance to experience that. Talking to all the JV listeners out there. Oh, yeah. I, no, I do that all the time. You know the little little plastic basketball goal you yeah. put on top of your door? Oh, I hammered that one. Oh, yeah. I broke like four of them. Hayden, what would you do? What would you give up to be able to dunk a basketball? You know, I, I think I... I'd back to back, the hair I'd comment. Back, yeah. I'd probably give up my hair there you to go. be able to just once, man. Hayden, Hayden at a towering 5'8". Yeah. Generous. That's, that's very generous. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. You. Thanks, man. You're Thank welcome you. for, seven on, for the listener. Uh, yeah. Devin, you got one more in here or do you got to go? Uh, I got one more. Okay, one more. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little NBA when we get back. You're listening to ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and 610 D Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and the 610 Sports Animal. Devin Williams, stuck around for you. We got here for 45 minutes. Can you believe we did that to your schedule, Devin? I know, man. I'm very busy. You're lucky. The, uh, <laughs> Ooh, fire. Just I, fire. My favorite offseason is the NBA offseason, and, and there's all those things you can talk about that are so important as far as roster moves go and acquisition, the money thrown around, and, yeah. and is this team going to do this, and blah, 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 and I didn't want to be traded. But I'll tell you what. Growing up, there was this kid. We're number twenty-one. He got, i guess he's American. He's a Virgin Island estate. I don't—I don't know enough to say. A territory? Is it a territory? It's a territory. Yeah, so, okay. A territory. So, one—a young—a a really fancy word for colony. A young Wake Forest grad, Tim Duncan, entered the NBA in nineteen ninety-six, and I bought yeah. that number twenty-one jersey right away. Played for the San Antonio Spurs for uh, in Hayden's entire life, and. <laughs> Retired three years ago, um, arguably the greatest power forward to ever play, but maybe not the flashiest one. And, and he this week announced that he'd be returning to the San Antonio Spurs to coach underneath one Greg Popovich. Not going to be a head coach, going to work with Greg Popovich. So, fellas, my question to you. Tim Duncan returning to coach in the NBA. Big deal? Not a big deal. I'm just looking forward to his wardrobe. Because uh, you guys remember, <laughs> yeah, he he had some uh, he had some not so flashy stuff, but I I thought they were uh, they were power moves. The uh, mm. the baggy the baggy uh, bowling shirts that he'd wear. Oh yeah, yeah. The <laughs> iconic. The cargo <laughs> pants. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. And uh, no, but I I think it's a good move. I I think head coaching is the hardest thing for a former player. If you look at ninety percent of the guys that are a head coach that were a star player they did not they did not pan out not uh, a lot of success jason mm-hmm. kidd had had a lot of trouble larry bird uh, would like to have a conversation La- larry bird would be the only exception he's that one he's that 10 percent. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it but you know, you know isaiah thomas was hated by all of new york mm-hmm. along with everybody else sure but um no so i i think but there's a bunch of assistant coaches that uh, you know, Pat Ewing had a had a great uh, coaching career uh, in Orlando before taking the Georgetown job, and I think I think guys like that that uh, can work their way up and still work uh, behind or in yeah behind somebody. Uh, you know, it's I think it'd be a good uh, a- life after basketball. Yeah, Devin, not, you- not basketball, but uh, Pete Rose had a pretty good coaching career. Yeah. Uh, well, got a lot of calls right. Oh, uh, okay. I see what yeah. you're doing. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. Made That's, a lot of coaching gambles. See, yeah. all right, you're just this is high stakes what you're doing, <laughs> Devin. In your opinion, what does this do for Lamarcus Aldridge? Lamarcus Aldridge was uh, the guy that kind of came along Tim Duncan while Tim Duncan was still playing, a la yeah. the way Tim Duncan came along 
the Admiral David Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, does is this going to re re energize, revigorize? Re, is he going to be able to do it? DeRozan, kind of. What do you think? Is this a big enough deal to impact the players on the roster? Um, I believe it is. I believe uh, you know having a seasoned vet who you know a Hall of Famer who's been around the program, who understands the program in and out. And uh, understands like what it takes to win championships, what it takes to win, to what it takes to be successful. I think he'd be a great uh, addition to the Spurs as well as I think it would be great for them in terms of the uh, media attention that they'll get. There's a lot of ways that um, he can bring attention to the Spurs, especially uh, with the wardrobe if he mm-hmm. chooses to. I think that he can make some statements and he can really uh, put the Spurs back on the map just because after uh, Kawhi left you know, last season, they've been pretty quiet. I haven't uh, personally heard about them in the media. It's mainly been uh, just uh, Toronto. You've had the Bucks. You know, you've had the Lakers, of course, with – uh, LeBron, Houston, you have uh, Thunder, but uh, yeah, I think uh, the Spurs definitely uh, are going to benefit from uh, him being on the team, not only uh, playing-wise, but also off the court in terms of like media exposure. They're definitely not who they were the last 15 years. Oh yeah, definitely not. Yeah. You know, Devin, earlier you mentioned that uh, when you were injured, you did some coaching. Yeah. So let's say, uh, you know, Tim Duncan goes with the Spurs and, you know, played for 19 years at a Hall of Fame level. Mm-hmm. What's something that an ex-player can give you on the bench that a 70-year-old white man in a suit can't? Great question. Um, <laughs> just the uh, knowledge of experience. That's one of the biggest things. Uh, a lot of people, uh, when it comes to basketball, they don't understand, like, what it's like actually playing. Like, they'll see it, like, see from the outside looking in, or they can, like, uh, you know, do all the research, do all the stats, but nothing beats experience. And so when you have that experience, when you have played at certain levels and you've seen the game in and out, uh, you've been a part of the game, you know, you've uh, breathed the game, That nothing can take away from that. Devin thinks that Tim Duncan has the Spurs back on track, but we're going to give caller Jim a chance to derail this conversation. Uh, Jim, you are you're on you're on with Devin Williams. Jim, welcome back to the program. Hi, thank you very much, and hi, Devin. <clears throat> nice talking with you. Nice talking with <clears throat> you. I was fortunate last year to watch you play a few games in the Pro Am tournament here in town. Yeah. Before you went to Sweden. Yeah. I don't know your history. I didn't know you were a Lobo at the time, and I saw a guy six foot ten dribbling like a guard. <laughs> Going inside like a power forward and dominating and mm-hmm. sitting outside hitting three corners like a free throw <laughs> line. And I thought, who is this guy? And I come to find out now you're a little older. You're probably in your late 20s, right? Uh, mid-20s, yeah, mid to late. 25. Okay, and hey, you easy, Jim, easy. People are probably afraid of that as well. Mm-hmm. Why, why is it? Uh, you probably have an agent. Why are you not looking at the Summer League in the NBA or the NBA G League? Um, I've definitely, uh, had some conversations with some guys and, uh, thought about it. Um, that's definitely a, a really great question. Part of it is because I'm kind of in kind of out in terms of basketball, just because there's a lot of things that I want to do for the Albuquerque community. I'm about to, uh, get married again to my uh, fiance out here. She's based out here and, um, just uh, there's a lot of things I want to give back to this community. And uh, unless it's a really crazy opportunity that I can take going to the G League, going to the NBA, or a very great deal overseas, I really just want to start pouring back into the community because the community had my back, uh, especially 
and one of my uh, darkest moments, one of the hardest uh, experiences I've been through. So that's probably the biggest reason why I haven't uh, necessarily uh, been actively seeking or been playing in the any of the summer leagues in Vegas or looked at any other things just because uh, just I want to give back to this community. Kind of hey, feel Devin, they're going to get some of that thing. bull snake tape and just oh, yeah. sign you right up, baby. <laughs> one last thing, Devin. We, 40 years ago, we had a guy coming out of New Mexico State called Charlie Chris. Mm-hmm. And he bounced around for years as a guard in the lower levels of the CBA. And, and uh, he finally made the NBA as a rookie at age 29. Yeah. Played about five or six years mm-hmm. and had a great little career. And he was 29 years old as a rookie. So hang in there. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, there's a whenever I was uh, looking to actively go overseas, uh, there is a place in Argentina that I was looking to go to, and one of the players uh, that was based out of there, he went to the NBA, and he was, uh, I believe, like a 35 year old rookie. So there's definitely a time to do it. You're, a, you're saying there's a chance for me. Yeah. Oh, saying, oh, yeah. There's a chance for everybody. You know, <laughs> put in the hours. Let me know if you want me to start training you, getting you ready. We could definitely Just start going to, down get, that path. Get my mic and drills down. Well, Jim, thank you for the call, Jim. Thank you thank for you. tuning in. We enjoy your energy. It is a, it's a fun thing to talk hoops because, like, it relates to everyone. It relates so differently. If it if it's, doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter where you're from, guy, and it doesn't matter gal, right? And that's where I'm going to transition to Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond has been coaching with the Spurs since 2014, so what, like five years now? Yeah. I know she led the Spurs Summer League team as the head coach to a title maybe in 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. Um with that said, in your guys' opinion, is this transition, not transition, is this addition of Tim Duncan an effort to add maybe like a validity to whenever Becky Hammond, in my opinion, eventually takes over for Greg Popovich and becomes the first woman coach in the NBA? That's the trajectory, right? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely would agree. It's in, and you're a former player, Devin, so give us a little insight. Is it tough for a bunch of dudes who grew up playing this game, coached by a bunch of dudes, playing with a bunch of dudes who are dudes, to take that kind of leadership and take that kind of guidance from from a gal who, and I think Becky Hamill was like an all-star like 20 times or something, be it in Russia or here or wherever she played, and and a girl that obviously, a gal that obviously knows the games. But do you think having Tim Duncan is going to be the transition for that where he's maybe not the face of the organization, but he's the representation of the team? Uh yeah, I think uh he's definitely gonna be a great support system for her and he'll help her uh essentially embrace that role as a head coach just because, you know, um knowledge is knowledge and basketball is basketball. If you understand the game, you played the game and uh you know how to articulate the game in the sense that, you know, a lot of people can understand it and like, you know, certain players who might not have the best grasp of the game, if you can teach them to have that grasp, you know, it it doesn't matter if you're a male or female, a man or woman. And so I think uh, definitely having Tim Duncan on the uh, roster is going to help her. But, uh, yeah, I think she's going to definitely embrace that role, and I think she's going to do very well at it. X's and O's are X's and O's, man. Doesn't matter who knows them. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a fun locker room, though, right? Well, it's it, it, shades shades of a uh, major league. Oh, you know? I the see. Cleveland Indians owner walking in on the dudes. That is mm-hmm. such it's a be reference. Fun. It's going to be fun. Thank you. Such a top tier reference. Dug deep on that one. <laughs> the uh, the thing that I want to just mention before we let Devin go today is is the thing about basketball that's so neat to me in this Spurs team is Tim Duncan arguably top six, top seven, top eight player maybe all time. Definitely top yeah. ten. And then Becky Hammond is arguably top ten woman player. Greg Popovich maybe 
if not top five coach of all time, he's up yeah. in that conversation too. Three-ish. He's on Rushmore. Yeah. So the, yeah. So the leadership here in San Antonio is tremendous, and to see these kids, and, and I'm a big DeRozan guy, to see some of these young guys and what they're going to be able to do with the squad over the next couple of years is is going to be really really interesting to me. Yeah. So so the Spurs for a long time have been my team, but uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna re-energize my love for them. So that, that's kind of my final thought. Final thoughts on Tim Duncan and the Spurs. Yeah, man, I got a tearjerker for you right here. After uh, Tim Duncan announced that he's going to be an assistant coach, uh, the head coach, legend Greg Popovich, said, It's only fitting that after I serve loyally for 19 years as Tim Duncan's assistant, that he returns the favor. Ooh. Mm. I got my heart warm right there. Oh, yeah. Some tingles. Devin, thank you for coming out. Go Bullsnakes.com. That's where you can get all the Bullsnakes information. There's a game in Vegas, August the what? 24th. So if you guys Or are, August 17th. Oh, August 17th in Vegas. So that's an away game. I'm not going to go, but I will definitely get the recap from you yep. whenever the time comes. Devin Williams, thank you so very much for coming into the studio today. We come back, we're going to end it up with uh, a little public shaming. We're going to talk a little public shaming. Let's get it. Let's Let's get it. This is ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and 610 The Sports Animal. The Sports Animal. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and 610 The Sports Animal. Wrapping up the program. Big thank you to Devin Williams, huh, guys? Yeah, great. Yeah, we did awesome. Dude. God, did a good, such a good job. Just an articulate young man. A lot going on in his personal life. In his mid twenties, his mid twenties, not Jim. late twenties. His mid twenties. <laughs> That's nice, Jim, to call in. And Speaking sh- of a good, good dude, how about that, Jim? Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, Jim. There you go, Jim. Call her Jim. I'm Fred Slow, alongside me, my partner in crime. What up, y'all? Van Nunley, a handsome Hayden Armstrong. Took a picture. We put it on the social media. Everything's at Talk ABQ. We put Hayden right next to Devin. Join us on the internet, guys. <laughs> Find Give us a like. Give us a share. Find us on the internet. We have some good stuff on there. Hayden, how long you uh, had access to the internet without parental supervision? About end of middle school. That's, see, your mind is just not imagine. It's not capable could not enough. Imagine you can't handle that responsibility. Yeah. Mm. That's about right. We had a delicious breakfast this morning. You stopped in at Java Joe's on the way in. I sure did. We had coffees yeah. and burritos. It was good. It was good, Vital. And we could have we could have ordered breakfast. We could have. We could have had breakfast delivered. And you know, I paid for it like a citizen. I didn't didn't name drop. So this is free advertising right here. And you know when you're a real good show, when the people are knocking on your door, hey, why don't you try our food right when you're on the air? That's correct. Yeah, yeah <laughs> thanks, yeah. Vital, for letting everybody know. Yeah, Vital. We're some hungry boys. Get at us. Still hungry. Bring it and down. You can to go it. to the website and get well, a hold of us. You can go to Facebook and get a hold of us. Where are we at? Where are we currently at? 304th Street, the intersection of 4th and Roma? Yes. You bring us. I'm, I'm walking out of this building in approximately 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. If you bring me, sh- bring me shaved ice, I will eat that because <laughs> I am burning up. It, it is so it, hot. It is clammy. Mm. Is clammy the same as moist? Not as hot as our takes, though, Fred. We got some hot takes, buddy. Could have had our food delivered this morning, if we so wish, through a company called DoorDash. Great people. Reputable, (laughs) stand-up company. Aiden, you're a uh, millennial. Yes. Well, you're the next one, aren't you? You're not even a millennial. You're a... Gen X? No, that was before. That's Van. That's that's my people. It's Gen Y. Yeah, you're... No, Gen Z now. You're generally wrong, is what you are. You're a 
you're a something else. You do something. And in between her. And you and I noticed this phenomenon a couple of years ago when I was working at a uh, boys and girls club. The kids would, the kids would bring, the kids would bring uh, apps, and they would get from the apps uh, food delivered to the venue, right? So they would have, they would have food brought in to them in a way that we'd never seen before. So, uh, so, so I was like, well, this is weird. This is like a weird occurrence. And, and it never crossed my mind. Like, what does this cost? What is, I just, I thought here, a, a happy meal cost, cause that's what I assume kids order. Sure. A happy meal would cost, um, time. at or near, I don't know, five bucks. So I'm like, okay, cool. It's six bucks. They got their food. This whole thing worked out. But it turns out that's not the that's not the recipe here for DoorDash. Is DoorDash uh, recently this week changed their their delivery process? So Hayden, you've DoorDashed. Kind of give me a rundown of how it works. So you know it's it's run through an app. Uh, all you got to do is you'll put your credit card on there. Or, oh, it's easy enough. Yeah, and uh, you'll give you give them your address. Say what you hold on your actual you address, or like or you just tell them to meet or, you anywhere, or wherever your oh, okay. location is. Usually, I do it at, at I've I've ordered it at work before. Um, I don't even Uber it, to my actual address. Like I'm afraid to do that. They drop you off down the street. Down the street, you take so me to the smart. intersection of so smart because I'm not dealing with with uh, what I assume to be murder. Well, my house is so hard. They're to Uber find, drivers, so not my taxi Uber drivers, driver right. never finds my house. So that's the good thing. Okay. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so there's uh, over however many 500 different uh food uh options that you can have of restaurants and you i think can, i got uh, i think i got four on my phone right now like yeah. four food delivery options yep well yeah i just wait to see who's on sale and then you know i take no I that's, take whoever's that's on what sale. i do too so it so if they don't send you if they don't send you a something then you get like a coupon like if you don't use it for a while you get a coupon or whatever Yep. So, so DoorDash this week. All right, Vane, you've broken that microphone. I, bro- so, I just broke the mic. For the listener, though, can, you, can you hear me? Guys? Yeah, the microphone yeah, okay. is is falling. Well, to that's the- what that's what matters. So the it's the company so hot in here that melted the plastic. That's that's not what happened. Oh yeah, so, you're right. I'm a doofus. So the the company DoorDash will they'll pay their drivers right. So you don't have a boss if you work for DoorDash. You work for like an algorithm. You work for like a random series of numbers mm-hmm. that deems you either uh, Hunger Games worthy enough to deliver or not. And then whenever you do deliver, there's a there's a tip system. Yeah, so you can tip via the app, right, Hayden? Get those sweet sweet tips. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a tip cash guy. Just the tip, mm-hmm. though. But ju- I only tip the cash. So then so then that's the way it was supposed to work out. I thought in practice, but you're telling me you could put it on the app. So you tip you tip before the delivery guy comes. Yeah. But does so the delivery guy gets yeah. that tip. So he gets his yeah. delivery fee and the tip. Yep. And then he's he's making he's making all the money and he's making enough money to support a family of four. That's supposed to be one yeah. would think. Oh yeah, because that, that's not what it was. That's Hayden. not what happened. So DoorDash was actually taking. So let's say it costs seven dollars to deliver uh, Java Joe's to you, okay? And once it gets delivered, you decide, cool, I'm going to tip three dollars. A deal. That's that's a ten dollar bill. To the consumer, to to hate the handsome Hayden has paid ten dollars to DoorDash, mm-hmm. and you would think that that ten dollars would go to the driver, but it does not. Mm-hmm. So the tip is this was exposed on a Reddit thread earlier this week. The tip actually goes into the total. Okay. So DoorDash was subtracting the tip from the total paid to the driver, and this driver said, "Hey, well, this is BS." Yeah. So what it, what what had happened? Was, a public shaming campaign. What had happened was, <laughs> so when you tip. The driver gets a guaranteed delivery fee. Yes. And when you tip, 
it takes out of DoorDash's responsibility. Can you believe that? That's like, you know what that's like? The, I have, you know, I have a daughter, Fred. You have one daughter. I have one daughter. To your knowledge. That's like on her birthday, I said, hey, sweetie, I'm going to buy you a present. If you get two presents, I'm keeping it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And the app light the app says this generous tip is for our dashers. Well, it's not. We have li- we have lied to you. So so like uh, like the internet does now and whatever Hayden is, which is less than a millennial, it, he they 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 took the internet by storm. And they said we're going to shame you DoorDash until you change this policy and it took all of about a day. Yeah. It took 48 all, hours. 48 hours and DoorDash says, "Sorry, we'll actually give our tips to our drivers." E us are bad. You deserve it. They, they definitely deserve. So yeah, this is another. You can't do anything wrong, guys. Like the the internet is willing to take on any campaign, no matter how big or small it is, and they're going to take care of their delivery drivers. So that's kind of them. That's yeah. kind of what the internet does now. That's, that's what all they're best does. at. If you have time on your hands and you want to take a dump on somebody, and rightfully so this time, yes. So you get to belittle and berate somebody, and you get to feel good about it. It's good. Yeah. It, I feel good as a consumer because I'm increasing the worker's earning. That's yeah. how I feel. And fairness. fairness. Also, are you guys as weirded out as I am that you can have a profession where you earn actual income and not have a direct boss? It's amazing. I, I, I wish I had that. <laughs> like you can as a door dasher. Yeah. Like you, you're, everything is based off if this series of numbers selects you. Like that's a crazy concept to me. Hey guys, you know I think my tip thing is kind of wrong. I need to talk to someone about it, and it's literally just zero one 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 zero zero. There's no one, no one to go to or nothing to say. DoorDash valued at seven point one billion with a B, and a lot of those B. have come to uh, come, you know, from my money. And uh, <laughs> uh, I have a confession to make. I've made some uh, pretty stupid purchases with. Uh, oh, give me an example. Okay. Um. So the first one. Um. It was, uh, you know, it was a Sunday. We had uh, watching golf, and I was like, you know what? I I want some Red Lobster, so I got a dozen. <laughs> I got a dozen uh, cheesy biscuits. Che- cheese biscuits. Duh. Yep. Oh, and then so the other one, and that's it. The other one was forty dollars <laughs> worth of Cracker Barrel sent to work. Oh, that, Fred's that on was, board with that. Hundred percent on board with Fred's that. All big Cracker me. Barrel guy. It's the only. That's guy. a lot of Cracker Barrel. It, for That's those who so know, that food. is a lot of food. For Twelve 40, bucks, 40 two meals worth of food. Dumplings, dumplings, dumplings. We had a good program today. We did another good one. Yeah, it's two in a row. Can two you believe in that? A row. You get one more. That's called a streak. It's a streak, baby. A streak. I am Fred Slow. My partner in crime is Van Nunley. Big thank you to Devin Williams who joined us today. Talking Murder. bull snakes basketball, telling his story. Mike Vitale on the ones and twos. Mike, did you finish that burrito? Oh, I did while you talked. There, good dude, Hayden Armstrong. Thank you for sitting in with us. Uh, hopefully, we'll have you on again in the future. If uh, if Jim will, will, will let you talk a little bit, he yeah. had made a lot of calls. He made a lot of calls. So, thank you to Jim for reaching out. Uh, any last words, man? Oh, just see you next week, guys. Right, good job, everyone. GG.
The Sports Bar with Michael and Mike. You're still wrong. No, I'm not. The stadium's in Carson. There's a difference, Carson versus Inglewood. Josh Sushan, play-by-play voice of the Isotope. Yeah, Carlisle's 100% right. What's wrong with you, Josh? Why? <laughs> Weekdays at 3, the sports animal. Guys, if you could feel better, wouldn't you? The better question is, if you could feel better, why would you not? Of course you would, and you can with New Mail. It's Jeff Symbieta. New Mail has helped guys all over the country. Guys were lacking energy, dealing with hair loss, low T, and erectile dysfunction. All things that are natural as men reach a certain age is nothing to be ashamed of. In fact, the only thing to be ashamed of is if you don't do anything about it. Call New Mail at 652-1688 and feel better. New Mail offers cutting-edge programs, the latest treatments, which have benefited guys everywhere. Guys like you who are done feeling fatigued, done feeling a lack of energy, done dealing with erectile dysfunction. Call New Mail. 652-1688. New Mail is right here in Albuquerque and has a tremendous success rate. If you're suffering from erectile dysfunction, depression, tired of being tired, and just want to feel better, New Mail is for you. Call New Mail at 652-1688, 652-1688, and feel better. Bacon Fest is on at Wendy's. Wendy sells the most bacon cheeseburgers in America, so we're celebrating with Bacon Fest and turning up the sizzle with the bacon double stack in the $5 biggie bag. Get ready for tons of hot and crispy bacon hits, like the $5 biggie bag featuring the bacon double stack, four nuggets, small fries, and a small drink for just five bucks. Only with Wendy's Bacon Fest. Based on service among quick service restaurants over 12-month period ending March 2019, source the NPD Group Press. Price of participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii. The Jim Rome Show. If I'm a player at Nevada, that's tough. You lose a guy that you love. Alfred is not Eric Musselman. Not as good a coach. Not as good a guy. And they're not going to like playing for him as much. I hate to say. Weekdays at 10. The Sports Animal. K240BL. Albuquerque is 95.9 FM. 610 KNML. Albuquerque. The Sports Animal. CBS Sports Radio. Sports 